Welcome to your typical show note protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about Digimon Try Part 2, Determination. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing, man, I'm doing. How about you? <laughs> man, you can't take my gimmick. You can't be in the same same vibe as me of just currently existing with no joy or passion in your life, just the constant strain and struggle of hustle. Man. You're making me relate to Joe out here. Oh Come Lord. <laughs> I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm doing. Yeah. Fun time. Which is Yeah. The, the, you know, Digimon Try was made for us. And at this rate, for us where we are in our lives. Yes. Having been and, you know, dealing with what has happened in life and how do we proceed to be the greatest uh, and the ones responsible for everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story overall. It is, man. It's very, I feel like Digimon does a great job of keeping pace with his like OG watchers, you know, like maybe a little bit far behind with like try, but like, well, no, I mean, I guess try premiered when we were like in college. So it was about, it's about right. And then, you know, the last hit, but we'll, we'll save that for another day. But here we are. With movie two, determination, and how does it start? Like with the obligatory Leomon and Omnimon fight that every season I'm sure has in Digimon. There's not a season of Digimon without Leomon, I believe. I don't know about Fusion because I didn't watch Fusion. I tried, but I didn't because it was garbage. Man, man said Omnimon. Yeah, but definitely uh, Leomon and Ogremon. Oh my god, in I there. Mean- they're- <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the way the last episode, like, last movie opened, so, yeah. like, yeah, who, you know. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, uh, Leomon and Okramon are one of the more storied, you know, uh, struggles in all of Digimon. Like, even as Ogremon stops being uh, controlled, he's still an asshole. So, like, yeah, that's, uh, that's a fight that's always constantly going, which, you know, it feels good. Um, and we open with that kind of relatable note. Um, in Ogremon is like one, I presume he broke all the digi eggs, which means no one can ever be revived as a Digimon. Yeah, that that is that was interesting to me, like him sitting there destroying primary village. I'm just like, wow, you know, that's pretty crazy because that's, you know, that's primary village. That's where they all go back to. That's the safe spot and holding place for our Digimon that come back. I mean, Ogre Man said, fuck them kids. Like, oh no. And later on in the movie, we have this kind of, uh, this kind of event that happens. And, and my girl was like, so what happens? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, Digimon reincarnate. You know, they go back to primary village as a Digi egg and, you know, restart their lives. Yeah. She's like, do they keep their memories? Like, no, it's, that's not how re- reincarnation works in general. Um, but with that kind of in mind, like, you just broke everybody. Ogremon, what what the fuck are you doing? Now, my question is here, does that play into the future of the series? You know, in Digimon Try, does that have an impactful influence on, you know, the stakes? I don't know. I almost feel like it probably won't, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't remember because I watched this so long ago. And honestly, the end is so confusing It very well could be both i will tell you that (laughs) like take whatever whimsy and wonders that you have like thoughts and just completely know that they're valid and not valid at the same time yes they are what you they are what you want them to be um but definitely um ogremon is out here you know jumping between worlds and causing problems like the last movie but this time we have Leomon to come and scoop him up before he ruins a bunch of shit. So that's interesting to see, like, a Digimon from the other side kind of resolving some issues. Yeah. Until they don't. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, I, I'm very interested to see, you know, since it seems like we're seeing a lot of evolutions, will we see Leomon evolve? Man, and I, will we see Lego Mon evolve in a way that is far cooler than his regular? Okay, his his what is he a, a champion right now? Uh, yes, Leo Mon is a champion. 
when we see Leomon evolve into an ultimate, it's like, man, you you went with the saber to the tiger route, didn't you? And, you know, it, it feels very original Digimon. Digimon has this kind of not cute aesthetic in, in its character design. Like, there are plenty of cute monsters, but that is not necessarily the, the boundary. You can only make cute stuff like Pokemon's doing. Um, so, you know, Sabertooth Leomon, or whatever he's actually called, you know, fits with all of the character's design, but to, to for that to be the ultimate, yeah, just like, man, you had this, like, probably the pinnacle of badass design with Leomon. And then you immediately go, how can we fuck this up? Yeah, Saber Leomon do look kind of rough, especially like once you see his mega evolution in season five, I want to say. He's got a mega? Yeah, Boncho Leomon. Bro, I hope I hope that we see, one, anything out of Leomon, and two, something more than Saber Leomon. Yeah, I, 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 we'll see, you know, we will see. <laughs> Of course, you having watched all of these films um, are in the know, but definitely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I suppose we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, But but definitely, Leomon, great character. Um, And in this show becomes a digi daddy for a day, uh, which was incredibly cute, but we'll kind of get into that. So we open the show, you know, we've introduced the main cast to uh, Mako uh, and Makuman in the last movie now she's a part of the friend group and diddy destin um and we open the movie with an adventure to the onset and you know losing makomon and palmon and then uh was it palmon or was it biomon it was biomon biomon and makomon got lost and they they wind up in the laundry and they're chasing around and then the girls from the diddy destin go into the boys area and find them and it's like Wow, hijinks. Great. Yeah, I mean, it was... I think that was it, trying to be a little bit more mature, and then the half-naked TK and Kari scene was supposed to be like, ooh, tension, but I was like, I still hate TK. You hate TK? I'm telling you, man, I got these hot takes. Put me in... Tell me the T, why do you hate TK? I mean, it's probably what he did in Digimon Adventure 2, which made me hate him, like, but... In this iteration, I guess I really don't hate him. It's probably me holding on to an old prejudice, like I said, from Adventure 2. But at the same time, TK is just... Like, my problems with TK haven't arisen yet. They will mainly be here in, I think, the third or fourth movie. Okay. Because I'm like, I have seen some of Adventure 2. Like, I know all the characters. I know the basic plot premise. But I don't think I recall Adventure Two as vividly as I do Adventure One, so I'm I'm curious to see when we get to that point where they kind of crop back up the issues with TK. Uh, I'm curious to see exactly what they are, yeah. other than him being a ho ass bitch, <laughs> which is very real. Yeah, um, and I know it's like off topic, but their fits yeah are like so clean to me. Like he had like Izzy in his like overalls, Mimi in her like um like in her cowboy gear and like just tie rocking the polo like just him being embracing the old madness was kind of dope yes definitely and you know it was nice to have the callback with mimi in her her pink cowboy suit yeah um but definitely that's one of the things that that digimon try really kind of focuses on in the art design is that we're not stuck to the shame uh, shown in focus of identifiable characters based on their clothing. Yeah. Like everyone's wearing the same set of clothes because that's what this character looks like. And you won't know them unless they're in this clothes set. Yeah. Good to see that we've like, you know, like moved past that. Like I said, Digimon try does feel like a fresh take on Digimon, but it's also like nostalgic. So it's like, I wish the writing had been a little bit stronger. Um, like you said, um, like just, I guess we're like just speeding through. Like when we get into Joe and Mimi's like story, it feels like, I feel like there could have been stronger like plots for them, like devices. Granted, they did it. They did a good job. Um, 
because what Mimi's like self, because I don't feel like Mimi was self-righteous. Like, you know, I don't think it was her like selfishness, which was being like, you know, displayed on that. I feel like that was, I feel like they did a better job with Joe with like the real pressures of the world and him trying to, you know, meet his parents' standards and his own personal standards while also trying to figure out, you know, why he has to be the one to defend the human and digital world. Like that, that was real. Like Mimi's kind of felt like kind of like two dimensional, you know what I mean? I like, mean, I would, I would uh, personally, I would argue kind of differently on the point of Mimi. Um, like this is, you know, maybe not an incredibly deep, but an incredibly important character uh, progression point of her realizing that her actions are impactful to others, you know, and less the I am doing this because I want to. Uh, in more the I haven't considered the impact and consequences of my actions and are just assuming that everyone are cool with it or, you know, that everyone's on board. Um, not to say that will change her personality, but it makes her more empathetic and considerative of uh, the situation when she makes the decisions. Um, and even when Izzy hits her with the, um, you know, you're not the only one in the group. And of course, um, Sora's like, that's rude. It's like the man's telling the truth. Yeah. Here. He didn't say it and say she's wrong for it, but that it is not the play in terms of like getting to the goal of her goal of uh, trying to convince people that Digimon aren't all bad. No, you're right. You're right. I agree. I agree. But definitely, you know. Um, it would have been nice. So we saw a lot with Mimi uh, in kind of the action-oriented and example situation. Like she did something to achieve her goals. It didn't work out because they weren't thought through. And then she has to reconsider um, how she forms and makes decisions. Uh, where Joe is really just a lot of uh, Joe is in like, getting ready for college and he's putting all these things off to study and he's not helping save the world because he's got to study and take responsibility and all this stuff. Um, and we don't get a lot of the why other than that's Joe's character, right? Yeah. But even in, even in adventure, we see Joe progress and take, you know, and, and grow out of the, um, you know, lack of taking responsibility for the situation. So now we're back into that because we're back in the world and he's had time to not be a digi Destin. And we're dealing with the exact same issue with Joe, except now uh, the stakes are different. No, you're right. Like with Joe, like he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't have a fallback, I guess this time it's like, you know, he has to do this and he has the pressures of a girlfriend as well, who may or may not exist. Um, who is like, you know, one of his driving forces, you know, like she's sending him messages like, I hope we do well on his test, you know, so we can make it in the college together and all this stuff. So, yeah, it's like those added pressures as well. But I think I don't really blame the character of Joe. It's kind of like that form of writing, I feel like almost. So I felt like it I've, It would have been nice to see the girlfriend, like or at least see like the, you know, like the other factors instead of just being like Joe telling us about them or us knowing about them it would have been nice to see them as well you know what i mean like we kind of see the stuff of him having trouble in school by him ending up in this further back row each time he gets a bad grade it's like if you're in row six you're freaking stupid joe's over here in row nine so you know i guess that kind of works but i would love to see like you know the stuff going on with his girlfriend the stuff going on with the pressure of his family and all that because we don't even see his parents well, we do see his parents, but even then, like, it, it's well into Goemon. Um, you know, Goemon's in the family now, and he's making food for Joe. Um, but when, like, later on in the film, we see the parents being like, man, I know that Joe's studying and all, and he's trying to get in, but, like, all he does is study. Like, yeah. come on, guy, you gotta, like, even out your life and, and like, try to enjoy something. Yeah, like we do see that scene, uh, but definitely I agree with you. Like I don't think Joe's character in in this situation is 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 wrong or poor writing. 
Uh, I wish I had a little bit more uh, example of and support for why he is this way. Um, but certainly, the stakes are kind of different between adventure and uh, try. With adventure being, here are, you know, eight kids going to camp for the summer. They wind up living in a digital land where everyone gets to be their own digi-monster, their digital monster, their digital friend. Um, and that is out of the blue, absolutely nowhere. And it's a, it's a story about how do we get back to our world? Whereas this is, we have lived in our world, we've saved the universe and it doesn't end. The, the, the stress of being the savior doesn't ever stop. I wish they kind of did a little bit more to emphasize that struggle. Yeah. Other than making Joe be the only focus of that plot point. No, I agree. I would I would have liked to see, you know, and I understand why it was Joe and Mimi centered, you know, movie evolutions, all that, you know, A plot, B plot. Um, but I would have like you said, I would have loved to see that, you know, like I would love to see we see it with Ty a little bit. Like we see especially in this episode or movie, we see that Joe is starting to emphasize with some of the things that Ty did. Um, but like it's not an I don't feel like it's enough, like you said. Like it'd be cool to see if you know, because we know that everybody has dreams and aspirations, but a lot of them are just like accepting this without thinking about the consequences. And like it's it's like the scene when they're like supposedly, I guess like a it's like they're a family, but at the same time, it feels like they're not, you know, like it feels like in try they're not as close as they used to be. Like, sure, they get together yeah. and do stuff. But the dynamic just feels kind of off. And again, I feel like that's due to the writing, not really due to like the characters themselves. Well, I mean, and even that, maybe that is the point of the writing. Maybe, you know, yeah. as they go and live their lives individually, um, they do have experiences separate from the group, which is perfectly fine. It's just, you know, kind of the intention. It would be nice if the writers delineated the specifics a little more precisely. No, I agree. I agree. And the scene um, with Joe and Mimi, like, kind of just, like, staring out to the river, that was a nice scene. I like, It was. Like, because it's talking about how, you know, Mimi's having her issues, and Joe's like, at least your stuff doesn't appear a lot. Like, paralyze you, you know? It's like... It's, you know, at least she's can do more than just be fear. But at the same time, they're like, like, you know, and him talking about how he thought it was over and then being thrown back into the world and everything. It was just such a nice, like, thing. And then it takes me back to OG Digimon Adventure when, like, it seemed like Joe and Mimi, they didn't have, like, romantic chemistry or anything, but it seemed like they were, like, almost like brother and sister, like big brother and little sister kind of. Maybe that's yeah. just me. I'm sure Zog would disagree with that and be like, oh, no. But um, it just felt like they had that kind of like bond, you know, and it felt good to see that again. Absolutely. Um, and I think that was a very impactful scene in in the kind of emotional storytelling because no other character in the plot at this point was in the kind of emotional position to have that conversation and kind of be there for one another in that role um even if it wasn't to help um console it, it was just there to exist in the same space and hear others problems um you know as joe's sitting there like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm trying to like achieve my perception of what my family and my role should be in studying for the school i have to be a digi destined but i didn't choose this where, it, you know, I got to deal with Gomamon, who I love dearly, but is part of my responsibility as a Digi-Destin. And Mimi's like, I don't have any issue with my role in, as a Digi-Destin. I love Palmon. I love, you know, helping people. Um, but, like, my my understanding of how I go about things to help change the perception about Digimon has not been successful, and that is intrinsic so for them to come together in this scene on the wharf of just like, yo, you think I'm a narcissist? Uh, that wasn't a no. He's like, well, at least you're not a coward. At least you do something. For them to kind of hash this out with, with another person who understands the predicament 
man. That's that scene right there. Yeah. Now that was a great scene. And that's the moments where I still love try. I have my issues with try, but like I still love it. You know, I still love all Digimon and except Fusion. But like this that that type of moment. And then the fact that Kari was there as well, not like and she didn't interrupt. Like I kind of liked how she just kind of like listened. Granted, it was eavesdropping, but you know, it kind of added to that moment where it's it's just like, you know, it was a lot. And then she went back and she was like, yo, Ty, like, you still kind of the leader of us. Like, you should go deal with Joe because he well, got some real fucking issues. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, definitely. That was the expectation, kind of. And then Ty's uh, the wording like, was a bit different. Yeah. And then Ty's yeah. like, yo, like, we've, Joe's a good guy. He'll come around, basically. Well, I, it goes a bit deeper, kind of. I mean, this is on my first watch. Yeah, so. no, I mean, it's basically, he's like, well, it's like Ty sees where he's coming from, you know, like, he's, he's like, he's, yeah, uh, in my perception, he sees where he's coming from, from a very, intri- like, personal place, because Ty is also dealing with the challenges of, of being a Digidestin and having to, to choose, right? You have to make a choice as you make, act, as you act, right? If you're going to save the world, you have to choose to save the world. Where where Ty's whole deal, especially in the first movie, is choosing to take action that also causes harm, even in the goal of saving the universe. True. So so Ty relates to Joe in that kind of vibe, which you know when when Kari's like Ty, I I saw what you were talking about, you know, in a very firsthand way. He's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to push Joe. When Joe wants to do it, he'll come around. But if I go and do this, it might push him farther away. Yeah. Okay, cool, great. Because Ty's in the same boat, you know, which we see later with when Matt confronts him in the hallway, when when Ty runs up to him and is like, hey, apparently all the Digimon are here at this school festival. Can you keep an eye out? Because I got a soccer game. And he's like, sure, yeah. Wait a minute, Ty. When we were in Omnimon and it failed... What happened? I need an answer. It was because you had your doubts, right? And then Ty's like, fuck you, man. I gotta go. Accurately, though, Matt was kind of, <laughs> Matt was kind of one one for that. Like, yes, definitely. So, no, I agree. Um, it's like, it is nice to see, like, the relationships just overall done a lot better and try. It's like, Catch twenty two. It's like the plot takes a huge dive, but the relationships between the characters take a huge plus. I feel like, like which brings into like the Gomamon moments. Like before, Gomamon was kind of just like, yeah, you know, like I was, I'm happy go lucky. But now Gomamon's like, hey, you know, I can I stay in your computer and can you not tell Joe because he's going through some stuff and you know I just. Maybe it's best if I'm not there at the moment. And that was, like, mature, I feel like, on Gumbamon's part, who's normally just, like, the jokester character. I don't know, man. Because he didn't tell Joe. I mean, yeah. Okay, maybe not mature, but, like, it was the word. It was... Maybe it was for, like, Gumbamon himself. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Definitely. Gumbamon was like, I have a place I can go. Joe doesn't want to do stuff, but I have to go do stuff regardless. Yeah. I have to help in. I have to help my Digimon friends. And he did send that man a text somehow. Thank you for everything. That man said thank you for everything. That didn't man did yeah. Which you know that's like a, a goodbye message. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's very much a goodbye message. Um, but I mean, e- even then, you know, Gumbama was like, "All right, Joe doesn't want me here. We're not helping to save the world. I'm gonna go." And Joe's like texting everyone is like, where's Gomamon? And nobody knows. And and uh Izzy knows, but he doesn't tell T uh he doesn't tell Joe. Yeah. Which how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Izzy knowing and not telling Joe? I feel like that is kind of slightly messed up, but at the same time, I feel like it's really good because it shows that everybody views the Digimon as their own people not like servants or you know something beneath like Gomamon asked a request and I feel like Izzy valued that like he would from another Digidestin so 
I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I still think that's, you know, like, it's really who your loyalties lie to because Joe is probably, like, freaking out. Um, I personally would have told Joe or at least, like, set him up, I feel like. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I, I understand where Izzy's coming from. How do you feel about that? I, I agree wholeheartedly with that kind of uh, observation, you know, um, you know, because uh, Gobelmon is this this character that everyone respects in the same vein as they respect all Digimon. Yeah. And it's like it's like just because you're Joe's partner doesn't mean you don't have your own opinions and will. True. So I so uh, is he making that decision to not tell Joe feels like a respect for Gobelmon. But in the same vein, it feels weird because it's like, here's another Digidestin making a decision for someone else's partner. It's like, it's, yeah. it's weird. But yeah, you know. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. It's an accurate depiction or accurate. Um, it's very accurate. So, yeah. like, and then before we get back to, you know, the full circle of Mimi and, um joe's character art i feel like we gotta touch on people in black being kind of shady you know man i suppose you're right let me tell you sarah called this one she was like i don't trust this late this this government lady and i'm like you just got you know you just got opinions you know it, it, I, I don't know what you see but it'll be fine and then at the end when we see that smirk mm-hmm. it's like Yo, that's my bad. You were totally <laughs> right. You were totally right, and I hate it. But <laughs> no, it's like they seem to be helping, but a we still know very little about them. Like, where do they get this information? You know, where? Like, how do they seem to be all these places where the digidestins are? What's the reach that they have? We know that they've been, mm-hmm. you know, interviewing or not interviewing, like intervening and surveying since like the height of Euterus incident all those years ago and whatnot. So man, and definitely like at this point they have uh, apparently Digimon fighting weapons. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, Oh shit, we got these humans trying to shoot these Digimon and all this going to do is piss them off. So they, they wind up ogre machos back up and they're like, all right, human Digimon fighters shoot. They ass. And they shoot Ogremon, and Ogremon jumps on a tank, or like a Humvee, and blows it up. And then Leomon comes back and scoops his ass. Which, I like, like that, you know. Definitely, definitely that, like, Leomon's like, I will come collect the digital world's problems in Ogremon. Um, but we didn't get an answer on how effective these Digimon weapons are. Yeah. To which, you know, what are the humans going to do in, in Digimon Try movie number three? We're going to nuke the digital world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Digimon <laughs> Movie 3. But, um, yeah. Um, and I, one thing I also want to say, I feel like Mako, Miko, Miku, Mako, um, May. Mako the girl? Yes, Mako the girl. Not the Digimon. That's what trips me up. The ninth Digidestance, May, we'll just call her May, is. A good fit, but it low key feels kind of forced. But like it's, it feels a little bit forced in the way because I don't feel like there was like this bonding moment to be accepted into the Digi Destins. Like we know what one through eight have gone to together to like you know form the bond that they have, but it feels like you know May just gets brought in on that bond right away just because she is a Digi Destin. But we know that there's other mm. Digi Destin out there as well. You know, shoot, we still got Willis in New York, who, or Colorado, wherever he is, um, from the movie. But, you know, I feel like, do you feel like May is just too accepted too quickly? Like, as part of the core group? Or how do you feel about that? I feel like she has good moments, like with um, Mimi in the uniform. But, like, I still feel like her connection is a little bit too, like, like, it feels like it's happened too fast. How do you feel about that? I mean, personally, I, I don't feel exactly the same. Um, my my take on that would be that we have more of a kind of personal vibe um, because, like, we have gone through the same kind of ordeals with the OG 8, and now you're adding a new character that is supposed to be on the same level and with 
the rest of them and like who is this person we we haven't had the time to really know the character as a whole um in terms of fitting with the with the digi destin 8 um i think that she does a perfectly fine job um you know they relate to her both as a high school student and as a digi destin which kind of gives them that touchstone um everyone kind of knows what being a digi destin like costs so they're like okay we have a we have a point to relate on and that they can be friends in their school activities like that works perfectly fine yeah um it's just the it's just the addition of a new character to the story who is plot relevant is like oh yeah no i agree i agree and then the, um you got the moment of um them sending the picture of mimi to izzy to get izzy to come down the festival that was that was, that was kind of fun yeah that was fun like and the fact that he's like on my way so seeing that's still a little you know hint of the romance and the wrong romance of course but um the hint of the romance and, and stuff let's tell you re reiterate what your dream ship for digimon is i think mimi and ty would be the best pair that is my hot accurate take accurate may i say accurate I mean, we looked at um, the reasons. They're all there. But they don't have the, the relationship. And you go hit me with it yet. <laughs> I mean, like, look at it. Like, Ty's already tied up in a love triangle with Sora and Matt. I feel like May is into Ty. That would be cool. We've seen very little interaction between them. Yeah. But that would be cool. But, like, when we see them in the onsen and how she's staring at, like, Ty... And, like, not anybody else. And they have that, like, kind of moment. Like, because we see Kari and um, TK have a moment. We see, like, you know. I mean. Ish. But also, she was right in front of him, you know. Yeah. It was cute, the little look down to, like, look at Ty. That was kind of cute. Yeah. But equally, when, you know, TK is like, hey, Mako, let me take a picture. And, uh, and Kari is like, oh, Lord, TK's evolved into Flirtamon. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure that there is more in the works that will will lead us on to that kind of romantic uh playing at. But currently I don't see it. That's fair. That's fair. Which I hate I hate for this conversation we are kind of at this this impasse yeah. where you know we have information that we can't discuss whether or not it does happen. But um, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, we'll so let's uh, let's round out Joe and Mimi's story. Um, Mimi's story was like, all right, I have to like consider others' uh, opinions and input as I make decisions, as I as I make decisions to take action, right? Yeah. Um, we see that with her in jumping in to fight Ogremon when he shows back up, and then um, and then. Oh Lord have mercy! I forgot her name. Palmon's evolution. Lilymon, Rosemon, Togemon, Togemon. Yeah, so Togemon is like, "Yo, needle spray," and then blows up a bunch of fucking helicopters. Yeah, <laughs> that that really helped the the digital image, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. I. I. <laughs> yeah, there's really no like. There's really no getting around that, you know, like that. This. She did that, and I don't think Mimi even felt a bit of remorse about it. <laughs> Not a bit. Uh, which is kind of that spurring moment for for Izzy's conversation about like, yo, you you. I appreciate that you're you're coming from the right place, but the actions are really fucking up the goal. Yeah. Uh, because you haven't considered, you haven't sit down and thought. You just act. Um. So we wind up with her story arc. You know, we even see that with her taking over of the. Uh, the planning of a specific club's festival activities with the with the cafe yeah. and then making it into this kind of Hooters cheerleading cafe without the input of anybody else. And then like a group of Japanese schoolgirls would scare the hell out of me or like, we're not going to do it because yeah. we fucking hate you. And I'm like, we're I've never felt to take it. Yeah. I've never felt more scared in my motherfucking life, man. Um, so so to sit there and have that happen, um, you know, she, she sees it from more than just one side. 
And that's kind of what spurs the situation where she goes and talks with Joe. Yeah. Kind of in passing. Like, she just sees Joe standing out there. Uh, but her, her growth is, like, recognizing that um, she can continue to be herself with considering others. Um, and then really goes and has a friendship with uh, Mako and Kari and... And even in Mako being like, we made the shit that we designed and I'm wearing it because I care about our friendship. It was, it was very touching. Yeah. You know, and, um, it was, and same thing with Kari giving, you know, Joe the talk being not the talk, but it's like, you don't forget why you were chosen. Don't forget why you were Diddy Destin, you know, like you got to go out there. You and Gomamon are most important. And we see that Spurs, you know, Joe to get into the battle with Imperator with Ken the Digimon <laughs> I don't know man I don't know why the Digimon Emperor just came out of nowhere like and just kidnapped Makomon and was like by the way I have Imperial Jermon and then the fact that like even Leomon goes can go toe to toe with Imperial Jermon for like three seconds is still mind boggling to me but anyway, yeah. since this fight is going on, Joe's like, no, like, Gomamon, we're going to do this. We're going to win. We're going to fight. Um, since Gomamon and Palmon somehow were the only ones who could get into, you know, that space. So it's up to them because plot. Um, but Joe was like, I've accepted what I got to do. We got to win. And we meet Vikemon, which is a dope ass design. Absolutely. And do we ever do we ever find out why the digital emperor is there? No, I no. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I we'll get to that. But um, let's let's talk like sixty seven seconds about kind of them playing at this shit. Okay. Yeah. So the digital emperor shows up a lot in passing. We see another Digimon, like a white Digimon in a red like cloak with a horn show up every now and again in this movie yeah in the same way we see the digimon emperor show up whose name is ken which i think is fucking hilarious um but we see we see ken show up and is like watching the scene and like constantly like when uh togemon and uh ogremon are going at it in kind of the park um he shows up and like goes past the police line um and in this, in this, in the closing scene, he kidnaps Makomon and takes her into this weird digital world and only just kind of holds her. And then after they win, he lets her go, which we'll talk about what happens after that in a minute. But like, we also have this prophecy where it's like those who want to achieve like true strength have to seek the darkness and move past it. And it's like, what the fuck is this prophecy? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, um, that's, and it's something, you know, we think that has to do with like Alphamon maybe cause he's shown up and we got Hackmon, which is the Digimon in the red cloak. So, um, there could be a lot of different things going on with this, you know, and hopefully we got, you know, five, four more movies to figure it out. Yeah, wait, I think we have seven. I'm, I'm not sure. No, there's six. There's Isn't six. There like six. Yeah. Okay. So we got four more movies to try and figure it out. Um, to see, you know, kind of what is happening with these prophecies and where this is kind of coming from. So maybe which we'll, I s- we'll figure it out. I swear, if we never see the Digimon Emperor again in this film i'm and i'm going to be angry does does he come back like i believe so maybe like i don't <laughs> recall honestly okay like okay i don't think he does but you know like i don't i, I don't necessarily remember like i don't think he does honestly because i know some crazy stuff happens like we're really like some, it goes off the wall for a second, which we are inching our way ever towards. You know, we had this movie give us a very real slice of life relationship 
uh, driven drama. To which at the end, we swerve immediately towards shit's going crazy and we don't know why. So we end the film with, okay, we beat um, the champion in the digital world and fucking Ken gives Mekoman back and everyone leaves the digital world back to the human world. And and uh, everyone's excited to see them all back and, and Leomon has a hold of Mekoman. Uh, but Mekomon doesn't go back to Mako. And it's weird. It's like, what's going on? Leomon's like, hey, you're safe. It, everything's cool. I won't let anything happen to you. And then Mekomon freaks the fuck out, remembers him turning into a cursed Digimon, or infected Digimon, or whatever it happens to be referred to as, and then murders Leomon. Yeah, because Leomon can... Never, ever stay alive <laughs> in any iteration. So that's like if you see Leoman, you best believe he's dying. <laughs> like it's you just gotta wait for it. <laughs> yeah. So no, I thought that was a crazy plot twist. You know, at the end, because it's like we're there, and then he, she just kills Leoman and goes off, and everybody's like shocked, and then we see homegirl smiling. Yeah, no, my God, yes. Um, Agent may whatever, um, gives you the little smirk. The little smirk. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. my girl was right. She is evil. Mm-hmm. And it's wild because, you know, like, her, you know, cohort is like, uh, he's still in dismay. He's like, what are we going to do? You know, like, what's going on? And we see Kari making a big deal of, you know, I mean, not that it's not a big deal, but like, you know, she seems, for some reason, we notably focus on her scream of Leomon dying. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, at least it's at a big cliffhanger. And I'm not going to say too much, but yeah, overall, yeah. Um, like, you know, this was really good for, like you said, slice of life moments with, you know, um, Mimi trying to find herself, Joe trying to find himself, uh, just what the fuck is going on moments, a lot of those, and, like, I, I really, like, because Digimon Trial was not supposed to be as long as it was, it had crazy popularity, and the studio was like, yo, I know you're only gonna make, like, three, like, movies or something, because it was, it got stretched out at least to, like, I believe it was only supposed to be, like, one or two movies like a two-part movie but then they stretched it out to six because like the first one just had so much popularity so i think we'll start to see those issues appear in the next movie um like where you can tell like things are kind of added in kind of like attack on titan it was supposed to be 100 chapters and they wanted more so you could kind of tell where stuff was put in so a little bit of that type of stuff happening Mm. um which you know i i agree this this movie gave us kind of a lot of downtime um, the first movie was all set up, get you back introduced to each of the characters and where they are in life now. Uh, this movie gave us a lot of downtime in the action to get used to, uh, well, you know, to kind of focus on more of the, the individual lifestyle situations, um, uh, through the focus of Mimi and Joe, um, but definitely still had a lot of action, especially towards the climax, because of course you have to. Um, and left us on an enormous cliffhanger, as you said. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to what comes next. How will everything go off the rails and everything everyone else wanted um, is in, no longer significant, and they now have to like save the universe yet again. Yeah. To which, Megamod's evil uh, now, presumably. Yeah, I'm And uh, what's going on with that is the biggest question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm looking f- forward to... Uh, Digimon Tri Movie 3. Confessions? Confessions. We're going to go with yes. Yes. Usher. Because uh, I, I have to verify. Um, <laughs> this is my confession. <laughs> Make Oman kill um, Leomon in the streets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> after saving her ass. <laughs> Don't trust him. Do not trust him. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It just sucks that we kind of have to wait a month. Because I am, you know, I we both absolutely yeah. love Digimon. Um. And we do one of these once a month just to keep 
things padded out. Yeah. Um, I want more. I want to know what happens, you know, don't we? <laughs> which, is, which is good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good that the movie kind of sets it up like this um, and follows through on it. How do you feel about um, the design of Rosemont and Vikemont? <laughs> I think that Vikemont, while not an incredibly drastic change from uh, Ikakumon. Wait, no, not Ikakumon. Um, what's his name? Uh, I know that that always fucks me up because it's not Ikakumon. Yeah, Ikakumon um, is the um champion it is uh my gosh it is don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me that's me right now oh my gosh what is it it's ikakumon then uh zudamon zudamon that's what it is okay zudamon yes um it's not incredibly different from zudamon you know he trades his hammer for um some spike balls on his shoulder and he goes from being gray to white and more viking armored oriented um, and, you know, it's not particularly different from how other Digimon's evolutions go. Well, it is particularly different from how other Digimon's evolutions go. Because I think of, like, Agumon and Greymon, we go from, you know, Lizard Man to bigger, like, Dinosaur Man to Metal Dinosaur Man to Man-Shaped Dinosaur to, you know, onward. Yeah. Um, and, and like, uh... Gabumon. Gabumon goes from baby lizard to fucking, um, you know, man-shaped or wolf-shaped man to uh, wolf-shaped robot to, you know, and we go up the the change of shape like Digimon likes to do, especially with Leomon. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the change of shape wasn't all that there, but I really did think it fit well with, a cha- like, the next evolution for Mega for him. Um, Rosemon... Before we get the Rosemon, think... though, I just um oh, added to you what Gomamon's original Mega Evolution was with Paiso. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. That's that's that Digimon thing I like. That yes. kind of you know that was his Nessie vibe. Mm-hmm. That was his original <laughs> um Mega, but they changed it. And I was like, dang, I'm kind of sad because it looks like Lapras with wings. Yeah, it looked like a dope Seedramon. Like so. absolutely. I wish they went back to that. Yeah, it's a mythical water dragon type, man. It was so dope. That is definitely the weird that Digimon provides us, which is the the charm of it. Yes. Um, but instead, in this film, because the way Digimon also works is you can you know kind of offshoot. There's not one chain, right? It's not Pokemon. Yeah. It's not this Pokemon gets to here and here and here in a direct line. Um, Digimon is. Uh, we can go wherever you want as long as you're kind of in the same chain. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could also get this later on, or we can get what we see with Vikamon. Yes. And I will say Rosemon is one of my favorite mega evolutions. Um, <laughs> I know why. <laughs> why? What do you mean? It was the emphasis on the jiggle physics once they win and land back in a setting. Yeah. I mean, Loki, yes. But like, I mean, Rosemon. Like Mimi, another reason why I love Mimi so much is because uh-huh. her evolutionary chain is the cleanest to me. Like, it's like, you know, we have Palmon, which is like, I don't know, what a vine. And then we go from a vine to a cactus. And then we go to a lily. And then we go to the, epi- like, what's it called? The episode. Episode. You skipped right over. Fucking Togemon. No, I said we go to a vine, to a cactus, to a lily, to a rose. Okay, my bad. Yeah, you good. Um, and the rose is like the epithet of beauty, like a flower, like the pinnacle of a flower. And you know, like that's what Mimi like tries to be is a pretty person, like a beautiful warrior who can also you know talk that talk and fight that fight. Like which we see as Mimi like kind of develop. I feel like because especially going back to adventure. Like, she was upset because Togemon was so burly. She was like, I am a pretty pink girl, and, you know, I I love you, Togemon, but, you know, I, I want you to be pretty. And then we get Lilymon, and she's like, am I pretty enough for you now, bitch? <laughs> and it, it was great. So I 
I rock with Rosemont. I think Rosemont is like next to the main two because you know Garumon and Agumon being the main characters have to have the cleanest evolutions. But I feel like Mimi is right up there with them. I agree. Um, I think that Rosemont really fit the vibe of the progression. Um, in in two parts. One, Mimi's character arc is uh, pretty and strong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, as uh, Palmon grows, uh, because Palmon's not particularly cute, but, you know, that's kind of Digimon right there. Yeah. Um, as, as Mimi has to deal with the fact that her partner isn't always cute, you know, that, that gives her room for growth. But also, in her goal of being cute and strong, like, all of the evolutions, no matter what, help her achieve that goal. Right. Um, with Rosemon, it goes from... Uh, baby to tough to cute and strong to sexy and strong. And it's like, Digimon, why do you always do this? Why do they get sexier the stronger they are? Yes. Like, give us freaking tamers so we can get, like, you know, the Sakuamon sexy monk Digimon <laughs> talisman power. Lord. Um, but no, no, no. Or, you know, season four, give us Zephyrmon, you know? Like, let us just be degenerates. But no, I I think that was, you know, devolving way into just Digimon in general. I think that, you know, Determination was good. I think it was solid. And it left us at a, whoa, my God, the first time I saw this in theaters, I was so mad. Because I think it was like three to six months in between movies. So I was like, oh my gosh, what? So, yeah, be happy. Yeah, you man, don't have to I'm, wait that long. I'm glad I have the ability to go watch it whenever I want to. Yeah. Not that I have the time for it, but I can go finish the story at my convenience. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that we're, like, doing the whole, you know, watch through with this. So, again, including Digimon the last, because that is the true um, ending to our adventure story by the original creator. So. Definitely. Looking forward to it. Um, Had a really good time with, uh, with Digimon Try Movie 2 so far. Uh, looking forward to movie three coming uh, later on on your typical show protagonist. Of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on all your podcasters, talking Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcasts, or other podcasters you prefer, or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U R T S P. Guy, you got stuff too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads on Twitter, where I tweet about the stuff. Excellent. And of course, you can catch the other product too at Content Breaker on all your podcatchers or on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter at Content Breaker as well. We'll catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shono Protagonist. Peace.